0: Welcome to Nonprofit Courage Lab, how to ask for more and raise major gifts. I'm Julie Ordonez, your major gifts fundraising coach, and I'm on a mission to help nonprofit leaders like you get the courage and strategy to ask for more. No one has changed the world without first changing themselves. If you wanna raise more money to change the world, you are in the right place. You ready? Let's go. Hi, welcome back to Nonprofit Courage Lab, How to Ask for More and Raise Major Gifts. I am Julie Ordonez, and I am so grateful you're here with me. Today, we are talking about the five keys to building a culture of generosity. This is one of the most foundational pieces that I work with my clients on both one-on-one and in my group coaching program Courage Lab. And I'm going to go through the five keys and kind of share them with you, but I'm also going to dive deeper into two of them specifically today. And of course, if you want to learn more, you can check out nonprofitcouragelab.com for more info on that. So here are the five keys that I see to building a culture of generosity. And First things first, though, when I say culture, okay, what I mean is the character, the attitude, and the habits of the people in your organization, particularly leadership, the leaders. So there is no strategy for your fundraising that can beat your culture. Culture eats strategy for lunch. So who you are is more important than your strategy. And, you know, Seth Godin, right, the goat of marketing, he says culture beats strategy so much that culture is strategy, right? So your strategy is actually who you are. That's the real, real of the situation here. And who you are determines what you do, right? You can have a great plan, but if you're scared to death to do it, you ain't going to do the plan, are you? You're going to find 10,000 reasons why you cannot do the plan. This is why courage matters. When you are a courageous leader, you don't have to hide behind busyness to raise more funds. You are brave enough to say no to the things that you need to be outsourcing. And you're brave enough to ask for more and reach and exceed your fundraising goals. So that's why courage matters. Who you are defines and determines what you do. Who you are determines which strategy you execute on which strategy you actually implement. You with me? So when I say culture of generosity, I mean that you have a culture that is conducive to people being generous. It is ripe with generosity. You make it easy and natural and a part of the fabric of your mission and your organization. What it means to be in your community is to be generous. It's just a part of who you are and your essence and your core. It's so embedded that what that looks like is you have donors who are giving you $10,000 impromptu, spontaneously, without you even asking. So I know I talk a lot about asking for more. One of the hallmarks of a culture of generosity within a nonprofit organization is that you receive unsolicited, meaning you didn't ask for them, major gifts from individuals because they are so inspired and moved to give. And that when you do ask for more, they step up and they rise to the occasion. Hey, are you determined to double or maybe even triple your individual giving this year and you'd love some guidance and support? I've got news for you. I have taught dozens of leaders how to raise more five-figure gifts in a month or less inside my program, Courage Lab. If you want to learn more, go to nonprofitcouragelab.com. That's nonprofitcouragelab.com and grab your spot today. Now is the perfect time to improve your fundraising skills and build your personal courage. I got you. Head over to nonprofitcouragelab.com. See you there. And here are the five keys to getting to that place because that's what I want for you. That is my end game. I want you to have a culture where people are generous. It's not something they do, it's who they are right because who we are shapes what we do it determines what we do the first one is your attitude abundance attitude is a lot of what i talk about you've probably heard the phrase abundance mindset i use i like to use attitude because attitude encapsulates both your thoughts and your feelings your your feelings are affected by your thoughts right your feelings oftentimes come from the thoughts that you think and what you believe So a lot of that you have control over. And something that I work with my clients on believing and choosing to believe, something that they choose to believe, that they would like to believe, is that there are more than enough donors who are willing and able and eager to give above and beyond to your organization. They are there. It's a matter of inviting them of being intentional with the people who are around you and seeing people, really seeing the people who you have been entrusted with, really seeing your board members for all that they bring to the table, who they are as whole human beings, really seeing people and not taking them for granted. Every human being has a deep, enduring desire to make a difference every single person I've ever met. It is this type of abundance attitude that shapes our ability to ask for more. The second key is humility. You've heard me talk about humility. You know I'm all about it. And the reason is because the humble leader raises more money. The humble leader doesn't allow their limitations, their discomfort. Their own fears, their ego, their image, their reputation, even to be the ceiling for growth. You're willing to ask any donor for any amount necessary if it makes sense for the relationship and the organization, even if it makes you sweaty. Because it's personal. Raising more money is personal. It is. It's personal to you and it's personal to the donor. This is personal work and it is a matter of the heart. It is internal. It isn't some strategy out there. It's within you. We're talking about you. If you want to make change in the world, we got to start with the man in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to MJ. Okay. So number 1 abundance attitude, number 2 humility, number 3 that you are focused on people, relationships. And this is probably something you're already good at I would say that you prioritize gratitude that you focus on how people are doing you know that you care about human beings you have empathy for others you come to your your team your volunteers your donors your board members with a posture of learning and curiosity and love You spend time with people. You get to know them. You demonstrate that you care. Relationships. And then the last two are the ones that I'm going to really dig in a bit more. You ready? The number four for the, the five keys to building a culture of generosity. Number four, and this is typically where I start with clients. I have a proven. Communication system that we implement. Because number four is communication. Now, one of my favorite motivational speakers and incredible authors that I love is John Gordon. And he says where there is a void in communication, negativity will fill that space. I'll give you an example. When we send an email to a donor, right, we're looking for a response. And typically, emails that a lot of people send to donors are long-ass emails, which is a whole other topic, by the way, but you want a response, keep it short, sweet, concise, to the point, okay? You're much more likely to get a response. Anyway, I digress. You send an email to a donor and they don't respond. They don't reply. And you start making up all this stuff in your head. You're like, oh, they hate me. I knew it. Oh, they must be mad. Maybe that upset them. What what did we do wrong? Um, They don't like me. I knew it. I knew all along they didn't like me. Right. We start to where there is a void in communication when we don't hear back from someone or We don't get the response that we want. We fill that space with negativity. We make assumptions about our donors and we assume, right? And guess what? The converse is true. When you don't communicate with your donors and you don't reach out to them regularly, when the communication is lacking, they are also filling that void with negativity. It's just what we do. We're meaning machines as human beings. It's not your fault, okay? I don't want you to judge yourself for this. We all do it. We jump to the worst conclusions sometimes, right? We're like, oh, they're not responding because of XYZ reason. And it's not true. And so, one of the first things that you must do in order to build a culture of generosity is to increase communication, both the frequency and the quality. Because you are making a promise, whether you realize it or not, when people donate to you, they are entering a relationship with you. They're telling you that they trust you, that they want to see more of what you do in the world, that they believe in you. They believe in your mission. There is a level of trust that is being extended. And when you don't communicate, you are going back on that trust. You're going back on that promise. It's never too late to start communicating with your donors. It's never too late. This is the perfect time to step up your communication game. Write down a story. Send it. Talk about life change. Let people in on the wins and the challenges. Communicate. And the fifth one is ownership. This is huge. A lot of my clients say, well, Julie, it's kind of awkward for me to reach out and ask for more because I haven't really built a relationship with these people or they hardly know me or I hardly know them. And I haven't been communicating. I haven't done a good job of engagement. You know, Q4 comes, it's the end of the year, and we just call, ask people for more money. Here is a tremendous opportunity for you, friend. Take ownership. If you have that red flag that just flies up in your spirit, oh, this is awkward. I'm going to reach out to this person and I'm going to ask them for something or I'm going to touch base and they're going to be like, who Who are you? Why are you reaching out to me? Acknowledge the awkward. That's what I mean by taking ownership. The next time that you feel awkward about it, acknowledge it. The next time that you feel uncomfortable because you made a mistake, you messed up, you didn't deliver on a promise, you dropped the ball, own it. Own it to your team, own it to the board. Hey, I haven't done a good job of this. Take ownership. And for those of you who are EDs, executive directors, or CEOs, or VPs of development, or directors of development, and you inherited this mess, and you say, ah, I ain't owning it because I didn't make this mess. Guess what, babe? Guess what, hon? Don't matter, does it? Your donors don't give a crap that you inherited this mess. Take ownership. Take ownership of the current reality and then commit to doing better. Take ownership of the fact that your board is not diverse and inclusive. There's one for you. Own it. Nobody else is surprised or shocked about the reality. It's not a mystery. And do something about it. Own it. It's my responsibility. The buck stops with me. I am empowered to do something about it. Therefore, I will. When you take ownership for mistakes that you did or that you inherited, you earn trust, credibility, and respect. And the people who own things raise more money because they have relationships with the people on their team who are willing to work hard for them. People will go the extra mile for you when you own the mess that you're in, when you own the fact that you allow board members to disrespect you or your team, and you say, I'm doing something about it. When you own the fact that you are afraid to fundraise, to risk relationships, you're afraid to ask for more, own it. Own the fact that you have been Fearful to challenge stakeholders, board members. Own it with yourself. Face yourself. This is what leaders do. They own it. They don't make excuses. They don't perpetuate an unhealthy, weak culture that says, uh, fundraising. Ugh, I hate fundraising. Or Oh, man, we got to raise $350,000 before this date. Ugh! Time to grow up. Guess what? It's hard. You don't have to do this. You're choosing to do it. There is a reason why you're doing this. Take ownership of the fact that you chose to do this work. You chose this role and this calling. You are answering the call. It's time to take ownership of the results that you've gotten, good or bad. The ones that you wanted and the ones you didn't. And when you decide to own it, that's the kind of of culture that you will build. And when you see other people owning the fundraising goals, the results, the failures, and you celebrate that and you say, you know what, I see that you are taking ownership of this and I really value that and I appreciate it. Whatever you celebrate, you're going to see more of. So if you celebrate volunteerism, you will get more volunteers. If you celebrate donations and people giving extraordinary gifts, you will see more of those. If you celebrate people taking risks, you will see more people take risks. What you celebrate, you will perpetuate, you will get more of. So, It's time to own it. This is one of the pillars of building a culture of generosity. You're going to start seeing major gifts come rolling in because you own it. You build relationships. You have an abundance attitude. You are a leader who is leading with humility and courage. You are focused on building relationships, and you communicate. You don't allow there to be negative assumptions because you are letting people know what's going on. They are in the know when they're with you. They understand the wins, and they understand the challenges, and so they can respond with generosity. It's what people want to do. They want to be generous, they want to step up, and they want to give. So here is to you, my friend, and building a culture where people spontaneously step up and give major gifts. And you are raising six- and seven-figure unrestricted donations from people who are happy to do it. You got this. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me, Julie Ardoñez, your major gifts coach on Nonprofit Courage Lab and for investing in yourself today. Head to nonprofitcouragelab.com to connect, follow, and share. If this has encouraged you, please rate and review this podcast. And remember, nobody changed the world without first changing themselves. Until next time.